Hello and welcome to another episode of the Renee Report. So when we last left off on week two, start the week I had approximately $85 in order to play with and as I lost the Yankees bet that ended up being around $70 to start the week. By the time that football Sunday was about to start at around noon, I had around $30 left after all the bets that I had made. And let's see how they went. So I made four bets the last time in the last episode. And I also added on two bets to that. case of the two bets that I added, so the ones that you're not aware of, if you've been keeping up with this series, the parlay of three teams of the 49ers against the Redskins, which was minus 510, the Bills against the Dolphins, which was an astonishing negative 1,400, and the Pats versus the Jets, which is still yet to happen, at about negative 450. This parlay is only going to be giving me $15 in total if I do win it, aka if the Patriots beat the Jets in about an hour after I'm done recording this. You're probably wondering if I was confident in this parlay, why exactly I would only be getting $15 in return. And the reason being is that I placed this bet, I only had $30 left, or well, about $40 left when I placed this bet. So I really just didn't want to risk it all just in case that I had a bad weekend and I didn't want to find myself in a situation where $30 is all that I have left. Instead of putting $10 down, if I had more like $100 at the time I made this bet, I probably would have put upwards of $40 on it as I was really confident. Another bet that I made that was not on the podcast episode of last was the Chargers versus Titans game where I was live watching the game. There was three points scored by each team, so six in total. And for some reason, I had fallen in love with the over, if it was anything, under 40 points. And I saw the line fall to 39.5, and I immediately snatched it. Now it turns out this was actually one of my only mistakes of the weekend, as I really could have waited a, probably a good 10 minutes, and the line went all the way down to 35 points at some point. But that being said, get right into the meat and bones, and let's go over the results of Week 7. So obviously on the parlay, as I said, um, this is still up for debate unless the Patriots end up losing to the Jets. This will end up working out. Now, if I do end up winning this bet, then I've won six out of six for the week. So far, I have won five out of five bets that I have placed. So again, I started about $85. That being said, probably more like $75. And I've so far ended up with $130. So a big, big week towards that $500 goal. And just another week where we're seeing predictions and the stats that we're putting forward actually making a big difference and Vegas being wrong in a few pretty key occasions. We can't start with the results without talking about how wrong that Vegas ended up being on the Cowboys at only a two-point advantage to the Eagles that were obviously very banged up and injured. For some context, the Cowboys won 37-10, to so a 20-point line would not have been generous enough. This was definitely my biggest bet of the week at $25, which was a huge make for me. Again, I only had $85, so a $50 swing is a big swing. And basically, if I lost this Cowboys bet, it definitely would have put me under my goal of $115, but if I got it, which I did, as you can see with $130 right now, it obviously put me in a position to be reaching my goal. Quickly, quickly go over why exactly Vegas was so wrong. First and foremost, they took far too much away from the Jets game. 
This was definitely mostly because the Cowboys at home is just a completely different animal. Away, they're just very not, they're not nearly as consistent. And Dak Prescott is someone very similar to Big Ben Roethlisberger that we see who is one of these quarterbacks who is amazing at home, but just not great away. He just struggles away, and Dak is very similar. Simply put, the Cowboys were just far healthier, and the Eagles were anything but. Didn't have key players like their left tackle. Fletcher Cox went out of the game. I mean, basically every single key player they needed was either injured or got injured in that game. Obviously, with two points to the Cowboys, that was a big bet that I won. And like I said, this could have been almost quadruple itself, and it still would have been a very easy margin. So Vegas got this line very wrong at two points of an advantage for the Cowboys. Moving on to the parlay that I made, and man, was I wrong when I made this parlay. I was thinking it was going to be smooth sailing. I'm taking three teams that are heavily favored. And wow, what a roller coaster ride I was on Sunday. I go into the games, I'm thinking, how could I lose? And then the 49ers game happened, and they legitimately got rained out. It was a mud fest. It looked like there was about a foot and a half of snow on the ground. They continued to play, but it was just very sloppy. I mean, teams were afraid to kick field goals, let alone drive the ball down the field. The Redskins actually ended up missing a 30-something yard kick. The game was extremely sloppy, and I believe the game was 0-0, heading all the way into the fourth quarter. 49ers ended up putting three field goals as the difference to beat the Washington Redskins, but it was not a pretty game to watch, and it was horrid as someone who bet on the game and was expecting the 49ers to blow them out of the water. Best highlight of the entire game, no joke, was Nick Bosa sliding on the muddy wet field for a good eight yards across towards the sidelines. I had never seen anything like it, and it was certainly the best play that happened in the game, and it wasn't even a play itself. And you're thinking, okay, well, the Bills against Miami, that's got to be the easiest victory. Vegas thinks they're minus 1,400. I mean, you can't be more of a favorite than that, right? Wrong. As I predicted in my bet of the Dolphins in the first half, the Dolphins played absolutely great. Begin the game, had some pretty sloppy, careless mistakes at the end of the game with a really bad pick from Ryan Fitzpatrick. So as it all worked out, the Bills did sneak away with a 10-point victory, but watching the game again like the 49ers, the score doesn't exactly tell the tale of the game. So basically all I have to hope for now is a completely injured Patriots offense can pull through against the Jets defense that had a very big week against the Cowboys and are at home. So I'm a little scared, but overall I'm feeling pretty confident that the Patriots can pull it out, regardless of how close it is. Moving on to the Nets bet that I made, as I referred to it a second ago, the Dolphins at plus 10, so within 10 points at halftime, of the Bills was a bet that I absolutely fell in love with. And believe it or not, the Miami Dolphins were leading in the first half. So not only were they within 10 points, they were leading. So the Dolphins led 14 to 9 and a half and actually were up for a little bit of the second half. It's amazing how teams like the Cardinals and the Miami Dolphins just continually get underrated by Vegas. And although they're not great teams, that doesn't mean they can't be within these games to some extent. The Dolphins actually played a pretty complete game and again just made some trivial errors that I think they honestly wanted to make at the end of the game to lose and it was best of both worlds for me. Next bet on the docket that I made was the Cardinals within three points. As I said on the podcast I was going to bet the Cardinals again and again and again until they proved me wrong and basically left me in the dust. Once again they beat the Giants 21-7 and let's go. 
more Chase Edmonds. Give me all the Chase Edmonds. If you don't know, that's the backup running back in the Cardinals who absolutely exploded three touchdowns, 120 yards, and made it look casual. Cardinals now have a dynamic duo in running back, a wide receiver core on the come up, a defense with Patrick Peterson that looks so much better. Three wins in a row. Give me all the Cardinals shares you can give me. Overall takeaways from the game that weren't the Cardinals was the Giants really just couldn't get it going in the second half. They played well and actually Daniel Jones outplayed Kyler Murray, but the defense of the Cardinals was simply too much at the end of the day for the Giants. And they find themselves in a pickle and down by six on the losing end of the game if you're the Giants fan. So go Cardinals. <laughs> Next game on the docket was the Texans versus Colts game that I said in last episode, admittingly, I was not very comfortable to bet on either team. I almost bet on the Colts like five times and they did end up winning the game, so I'm a little upset at myself, but I still like the over-under of 46 and a half. As I said in last episode, all of the cornerbats on both teams were injured, three on the Chargers and two on the Texans, three on the Colts, excuse me. Watch the game yourself. The first quarter looked ugly for the over-under. Seven points scored in total, and you're thinking to yourself, oh my goodness, what have I got myself into? The second quarter, it gets all the way up to 23, and that's right on par with 46, but obviously going to be under and not win me the bet. So I'm thinking, oh, I got a little bit better, but I still need someone to make a big move. Then the third quarter comes around, and an explosion, 21 points scored just in the third quarter, and that alone is what saved me. The game line ends up being 53 points, so it was far above that 46. But this is pretty deceiving, as the last fourth in the fourth quarter, only 10 points was scored, and it was a pretty ugly fourth quarter. So it was really just that third quarter of explosion that I was hoping for that ended up saving the day. Last but certainly not least was the Chargers versus Titans game. I decided to take this bet live, and again, as I said earlier, I could have taken it all the way at 35 points of an over, and I would have loved that bet. It would have been very secure and very easy to get. As I said before, any time it got under 40 points as I was watching the game, I immediately took that bet. Here's why. Yes, the Titans defense is very applicable. They're a very good unit. Personally, I am someone who believes whenever I have Phillip Rivers on the team, aka I'm betting against the Chargers or I'm betting on a Chargers game, I refuse to take the under. Phillip Rivers is someone who slings the ball a lot like Matthew Stafford. For that exact reason, I see no reason to ever take the under in a Chargers game unless it is a ridiculous line of like 47 points. That being said, the Titans are actually the team that got me most of my points even though this ended up being a very close line as it only ended at 43 when I needed 40. The Titans, and specifically Ryan Tannehill, made a big difference on that game, and frankly, to save my butt. The Titans offense actually looks really good with Ryan Tannehill at the helm, and again, a lot like the Cardinals three weeks ago when I realized that maybe Vegas was overreacting and they were a lot better than people thought, I believe that the Titans are that team for me right now. Titans are someone who consistently have had a great uh, defense, excuse me, but their offense has always been lackluster, mostly because of Marcus Mariota, and now they have someone who's consistent in the helm, someone in Ryan Tannehill who is not afraid to hold on to the ball till the very last second, maybe take a hit. He does not care. He just wants to give his wide receivers, and in this case, very talented receivers in A.J. Brown, 
others the opportunity to make plays and that's exactly what they did in that Chargers game and why the over took place. going to be looking to take the Titans. I'm not sure they play next week, but in the coming weeks, that being the next three weeks, I will more than likely be betting on the Titans. So as you can see, I mean, this was a week made of dreams. I couldn't have asked this week to go any better if I tried. The Pats win tonight. This will be my first weekend in sports betting history, including the podcast and not including the podcast, that I have gone undefeated on the entire weekend. This is obviously going to be huge, and from now on, I'm also going to be tracking my record with the bets that I give on the podcast. So this week was 5 of 5, and as a possibility of going 6 of 6 or 5 of 6, last week was 4 of 6. Gives us a total of 9 out of 11, or possibly 9 out of 12 if the Patriots lose tonight. So, so far, the bets that I have made on the podcast Sports Betting Expedition episode so far is going to end up having an 81% chance of success, or a 75 if the Patriots lose. In my opinion, that's a pretty dang good start. As the title of the episode says, we are scorching hot. Getting into Thursday's start of week 8 NFL lines, as well as the NBA starts on the 22nd, which I believe is tomorrow. We will have those games to start betting on, so be looking for a new episode on the Sports Betting Expedition on the NBA and teams that I believe you can start to, very similar to the Cardinals and Titans that I just spoke on, start to take advantage of as well as, obviously, my Wednesday episode for the NFL line of Thursday. So if listening to all these bets and seeing the rate of success that I'm currently having is possibly making you want to make some bets or thinking, hey, maybe I could get a little money and put some that I don't care about on the side just to have fun and learn like I did for the first year or so, I would really suggest taking this referral link that I have from Bovada, which is my favorite place to do sports betting. then I would suggest looking in the description of this episode and from now on every single episode of the Sports Betting Expedition for the referral code that I have been given to give to you guys. And basically, this is just going to be starting you off with a little bit of money or a little bit of bonus money. You make your first deposit, but you're getting more bang for your buck as well as supporting the Renee Report podcast. Honestly, I think just by listening to this podcast and no outside research that I am confident that I can give you one out of four to six bets that I make a week on football or basketball, and one of them is surely I can convince you to be a lock so that you can use the reward from my referral code to start making some Skrilla. Also, feel free to help support the podcast and my Patreon for only $2 a month. Yes, only $2 a month to get a free podcast early episode once a week, as well as now brand new patreon reward for that two dollars a month which is nothing is going to be a one once a week bet that i am actually placing as a lock for that week a lock consists a, consists of a bet that i believe is 80 percent or more likely to take place feel free to join my patreon at https slash www.patreon.com slash renee report Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to find the podcast on Spotify by typing in the Renee Report with no spaces. Same instructions go for looking up anything such as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever else you listen to your podcasts on. Thank you so much, and I'm out. Peace.